Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to 100 Yards of Football. Today we have a special edition show. It's going to be one show that I, after it's over today, I think we're going to touch some people's hearts. I've been doing this for almost four years, and I can tell you this. is one of the better shows I've been looking forward to, to doing for a long time here on 100 Yards Football. So if you like the video today, please come in and share it. I'm your host, Vincent Turner. Special thanks to our producer who's going to make it happen today, Mr. Logan Landers. So further ado, let's bring our guests up today. She graduated from Grambling State University. She's a doctor. Dr. Sharonda Hatter is joining us live today here on 100 Yards Football to tell us our story of staying committed under no circumstances and staying proud and destined to her plight in life. So today, Dr. Hatter, how are you doing here on 100 Yards of Football? Doing well. How are you today? Yes, ma'am. So we're going to get right into it. Um, Tell our audience here, 100 Yards Football, um, where you're from, originally from. Uh, Tell us about your early childhood, your journey from the academic standpoint. You have the floor here on 100 Yards Football. Well, thank you so much. And let me just start by uh, saying it's definitely an honor um, to be here. Um, You know, for yourself, when I got the phone call, I I questioned myself, like, why, you know, would they they want me? But anyway... um, I am originally from Shudrant, Louisiana. That's where um, I was born and reared by my grandparents, um, along with my mom, uh, but with uh, my grandparents, uh, Clemmy and the late Clemmy and late Prevail Cage. Um, That's where I grew up. And uh, of course, by the time I turned 17, I already had two kids. And so at that time, I moved to Ruston, Louisiana. And that's where I have been um, for um, the latter part of my life. Um, My, you know, you said a little bit about my upbringing. Um, It's, I mean, I was raised, you know, like just in a, a small frame house, surrounded by uh, forms and animals. (laughs) And that's how, you know, that's how my grandfather did it. Um, He he taught us how to to plant it and grow it. And from there, I came in the kitchen and my grandmother taught me how to cook it. And that's how it went. And um, I thank God for that type of upbringing, because now I can I can roll with anything. I, I can make it with the steak on the table. Um, I can make it, you know, with some bread and ketchup. So <laughs> um, um, God has really been good. Yeah. A lot of people and what so I want to say, I, I know God was in his plan was so phenomenal about your story. You was a high school dropout. So Absolutely. my question to you, you know, you don't really see stories like this really develop. What made you decide to go back to school and did you have a plan and vision and what prompt your move? Let me tell you, I did not have a plan or a vision about school or about any of that because I had been through so much, you know, as a young lady, um, abuse, you know, from significant others and different things like that. So I was just kind of in a place where, hey, this is my life. I created it and I'm just going to deal with it. 
Um, but because I had a praying grandmother and a praying mother um, who at that time, you know, was daily telling me, you're so smart. Like, why are you, you know, doing this or, you know, and everything. And so I was working hard um, at one of the plants here in Ruston, Louisiana, like really breaking my back. And my mom was like, you're so smart. Like, why don't you go to school? But even with that, um, it takes a made up mind for the individuals themselves. So until I got tired of myself, that's when the light just clicked on one morning. Um, I just jumped up out of bed and I went and enrolled in school. Uh, and it started from there. Uh, it, it was a journey, but it, it started from there. I enrolled in school just at one of the community colleges and really was just um, adamant about taking, I mean, just getting a certificate, a small degree and just doing a basic job and just really planned on just living life day to day, like a normal life. Um, that that's all I that's all I you know sought out to do, but there were so many other people that God placed in my life, and they just pushed me forward, and that's why I'm here today. But yes, definitely, um, I, I say eleventh grade dropout, but it's it was more like a tenth grade dropout, you know, because everything goes by credits, and so um, coming home, like I said, by that time I had two kids, two babies, two small babies. Um, coming home and my grandparents, uh, my grandfather, to be exact, was trying to babysit my little girls. Uh, and I came home one day from school and uh, they were crawling around on the porch, you know, outside, wood, dirt, you know, everything. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we had a, I had an awesome life. I didn't, you know, didn't want for anything. I wasn't neglected, but it just wasn't, you know, the conditions that the conditions could have been better. And uh, when I came home one day and I saw my kids crawling on the floor outside or on the porch, I was like, you know, this is not my grandfather's responsibility. And so I said right then and there, I was like, I'm, I'm out of there. I'm going to work. Um, but my mom encouraged me. She was like, you know, if, if that's what you're going to do, fine. But I still want you to at least, you know, finish high school. So I enrolled in night school and got my GED. Um, and then after that, I went to work for like years and, until I decided to go back to school. How did you choose your career path? Actually, my career path chose me. Um, as I stated, I started it um, at that time. It was Louisiana Technical College. I think it's now Louisiana Delta, but it was Louisiana Technical College. And I went there just for um, an associate degree in office system technology. And uh, right at the end, almost, of me getting um, my associate, um, I got a note one day sitting in class for me to go see um, an instructor by the name of Mr. John Frazier. And I always give, I always recognize, you know, people who play the important roles in my life. And so his name was Mr. John Frazier. He sent me a note and said, come see me after class. And I was wondering, like, why would, you know, an architect instructor want to see me? Like, I haven't taken his class, but I went to see him anyway. And he said, you know, I have a good friend. He's, he's like, I've been watching you um, since you've been coming to this school. He was like, you come to class every day. You sit outside until your class starts. And when you're not in class, you're sitting here. You know, I see you studying, he said. And I have a good friend by the name of um, Rick Gallo. He was like, do you know him? And I was like, I don't know him. I've heard of him. He was like, yeah. He said he's in need um, of um, a secretary. 
he said, and he called the school asking for a recommendation. He said, and and I, I just, I thought about you. He was like, I know you don't know me or whatever. He's like, I thought about you. Would you be interested in going um, for an interview? And I was like, sure, you know, absolutely. And so I went to the interview that day with, um, seriously, T-shirt, jeans, and tennis. He, he was like, no, go right now. Don't worry about, you know, how you look or what. I was like, okay. And so um, technically he gave me a trial run, uh, I think a two or three week um, trial run um, in his office. And um, he loved it. He, he felt he saw something in me and he gave me an opportunity. And so I worked for him. He was um, a state representative at the time and also an attorney. So I kind of worked with both sides. And that's what, um, you know, piqued my interest in the law field. And so I decided after working for him for five years, I decided to enroll in Grambling State University and get my bachelor's in paralegal studies because that's what I was doing. I was doing paralegal work and it was it was coming in and I was I was catching on. I was doing great and I actually enjoyed it. It wasn't just um, it was more than just a job. It was something I enjoyed doing. I didn't mind going to that place every day. And so um, I got my bachelor's in paralegal studies and then I jumped right back in and got my master's in criminal justice because we handled um, both civil and criminal law. And um, that that's how the journey began. That's so my career chose chose me. I didn't go, you know, applying for certain types of jobs. It found me. <laughs> I want everyone to listen to this. Dr. Hatter, she graduated from Grambling State University paralegal she graduated top of her class i just want to uh bring that to everyone's attention Thank you. <laughs> one more time she graduated yeah. at the top of her class what mm -hmm. would you say was your hardest hurdle and how did you manage to get through that struggle oh my hardest hurdle oh it, it was so many um well, I can't really just say hardest hurdle. Um, I think what I can't even say believing in myself because I believed in myself. I think it was, well, I guess it was like believing that I actually deserved what was happening in my life at that time. Just, just believing that I was a fit person for it because um, by then I um, I had three kids. <laughs> I had three daughters by the time I made it to um, to to Rick's office, and um, just being a single parent um, and trying to do it all by myself. Um, but then things even every time I found something that um, could have been a, an excuse for me not to move forward, God turned it around. And so um, and that's when I met my husband. Um, James had her and he stepped in, um, married me and just took on the father role, the provider role. And that freed me up to get past that hurdle of working and going to school. Um, he along with Mr. Gallo, because even when I decided to go back to school, um, there was no pay deduction. There was no hour cut. He said, as long as you take care of this office and you do your work, he was like, fix your schedule, do whatever you have to do, get your degree and you do the work. And so I never lost a dime uh, when I went back to school. And so he, um, Rick took care of that part. And then uh, my husband stepped in and 
became that father and the head of the household that I needed. So that was my hardest hurdle was having the help that I needed. And then once I got that, it was it was up from there. My social media guy got a day and the guy that's making the program happen today. Mr. Logan Landis has a question or two for you, Dr. Hatter. Okay. Yes, sir. Thank you, Mr. Terry, for bringing me up. So, Dr. Hatter, it's kind of a two-part question here. We're going to fast forward a little bit. So talk about your time as chair of the Title IX Committee at Grambling State and maybe some of the the trials, tribulations you've had to go through in that position. Oh, um, well, they're not really, I don't consider them trials and tribulations in that position. Um, But um, you said talk about what part about it now? Uh, just, just being in that position as the the chair of the of that committee. Yes, um, it's actually an awesome place because I get to you know whenever we get um, complaints or whatever or allegations either from a student or a colleague, um, I actually I'm in a position to where I assist the team in making a decision as to what do we do about this situation because um, at the end of it all, it's all about protecting. Um, the student, the students come first. And so um, being the chair, I know the kind of person that I am and it helps me to be fair. It helps me to see both sides and be um, the ultimate you know, decision maker at the end of it all. Um, and just being able to be in a place where I can help the university grow and I can help with the safety issue issues that um, surround the university and all of that, you know, even coming from the law office is a part of, you know, like my path being um, directed and me having the experience and the skills that I needed to do the jobs that God would place me in. Yes, ma'am. Mr. Turner, back to you. Doctor, um, this question is probably going to be the most important question of the interview today because you got so many people that's dropped out of school and so many talented people that haven't really made it back and went down, went down the wrong path, more or less, I would say. What advice would you have someone, let's say a 16 to 18 year old that's dropped out of school and they need to get back into school and choose their career path and someone is comp- contemplating a career to go back to school? Oh, that's that's an awesome question. And I would love to um, elaborate on that. I would say to that person that you can do it. Take it from me. I'm not telling you something that um, I have not experienced. You're smart enough. You're good enough. And you deserve it. Um, Even if you don't know what you want to do, what career you want to choose, Um, it may happen for you like it happened for me. Sometimes your career path will choose you. So I say, um, well, it's all, you know, it's late today, but I say first thing in the morning when you open up your eyes, you know, pray, say a prayer to God, and then get on the internet, get on the telephone, get in your car, drive to the schools, do whatever you have to do, but enroll yourself in school. And don't let anyone tell you that you can't do it and that it can't be done, even if it's at the schools, even if it's issues with financial aid or whatever um, hurdle you may face um, in trying to get back in school. Trust me, there's a way to get around it. You can do it. So that's what I say to you, whether you are single, if you you have um, children or a kid and you don't, you know, see how 
you know, you can make it work. It can work if, if that's what you really want to do. And once you get it, nobody can take it from you. And uh, and you'll I mean, you'll look back at the hurdles and say, Whew, you know, I, I made it and I'm glad I did. What has happened in your life? I guess recently that you expected or you didn't expect with your great career. Um, one thing that um, happened in my life is me um, getting my PhD, earning my my uh, my PhD and becoming um, a doctor of philosophy in, in the field that I passionately care about. That's that's my greatest thing. I never, ever would have thought that people would be actually calling me Dr. Hatter. There's it wasn't supposed to happen. It just, it just wasn't. And so that's the main, that's the main thing. And that's why, I mean, it's, it's for anyone who set, set themselves out to do it. It can be done. Um, it's not because I'm so smart or intelligent. It's because I made a decision to make the change and to put in the work. Who has been some of the strongest influences in your accomplishments that you want to give credit to today? Oh, um, oh, that's a long list, but I'll I'll shorten it. <laughs> I'll shorten hey, it. Tell, tell, tell it all. Give okay. all the flowers today. Okay. Um, I wish my grandparents were here, you know, to see it and hear it. But um, just saying their name and keeping their name alive is is a, a great thing. So to my grandparents. Um, Clement, Prevail, Cage, uh, my mother, who is still by my side, still supports me um, in everything that I do. Um, my husband, my everything. <laughs> uh, he is, um, he's, he's, a, he's a doctor too. Um, we, we can call him Dr. Hatter as well because I did not get this alone. Uh, he, yeah, he was a you know, or he saw me struggling the late nights. He patted me on my shoulders. He told me I could make it, even if he went, you know, in the next room and, and crashed afterwards. But he he was still um, right there. So definitely my husband, my children and my grandkids. I do it for them because I want them to be able to look at me and say, my mom, you know, was this. My mom did this. So I know that I can. Um, Rick Gallo uh, will forever be on my list um to um to recognize and to to you know to thank for everything that he done in my life that he has done and continues to do in my life um my late pastor um superintendent thomas kennedy um my you know my spiritual father the person who labored with me um prayed with me taught me how to live a life um pleasing to god um, and his wife, um, who is still with us, um, missionary Verdi Kennedy. Um, so, and of course, my sisters, my friends, uh, they, they all know who they are. It's way too many to name, but my support system, they, they've been there since day one. And I love them as well. And I appreciate them as well. And if I left anyone out, please, you know, if you're watching, charge it to my uh my mind and not my heart <laughs> yes ma'am now tell us our final words today tell us about your professional service and how how successful it's become in the rust and grambling area 
Oh, how to professional services. Oh, yes. Every day I'm doing something. I don't I don't take anything for granted. Nothing is too small for me to do. Um, how to professional services um, started. Um, it actually started back at the law office um, where I learned how to do all types of um, legal things, um, dealing with family and business, but mainly families. Um, power of attorneys, when people have um, people in their lives, whether it's their spouses or their parents who are no longer able um, to do things for themselves. And, you know, they need someone to be that voice, to, to talk on the phone, to go take care of the business, pay bills, make hospital decisions, all of this. They get the power of attorneys done. I'm your person for that. Um, your wills, to get your things, to get your business fixed, get things lined up, because we all know um, that he's on, he's on his way back and um, we don't know when or where, but we want to make sure that we leave things in a place to where um, our family members are not fighting over things and things are not tied up in court. So um, your successions, you can reach out to me for those. Um, banking needs. I mean, funeral homes, I, my cards are everywhere. I get I'm going to at least get one call a day. Um, and like I said, I don't care if it's twenty dollars. It all adds up. I, and everyone knows they can call me and they know I'm going to get it done. I'm, I'm If I have to drive to you. Um, that's fine. Trying to get cars, um, purchase vehicles, car titles transferred. Um, I even um, can help with uh, with helping with your criminal record. If you have a criminal record and you're trying to get an expungement, I, I can advise you and walk you through that and, and help you get that taken care of, too. So how to professional services is definitely on the rise. Um, it's, it's going well and you can always uh, reach me. Do you have um, contact information? Because we broadcast and live out of Atlanta metro area. So we want you to be able, if you got a card or website address, you could put it on 100 Yards Football, tell everyone a day, and nationally you could be known. So oh, yeah. You know, I actually do uh, <laughs> have business cards. I don't know if I have one out that I can. Just take okay. your time. It's no rush. Take okay. your time. And uh, just give the information out. Um, I, yeah, I don't have a card on me at the moment um, to, to put up, but uh, if you know anyone in Ruston, Louisiana, everyone knows how to, to reach me or get in contact with me. But um, the number is 318-278-5305. Um, I can al al always... Repeat that, one, repeat that one more time. Yes, 318-278-5305. Five three zero five. That's the fastest way to get in contact with me, and you can text message me. Um, I'm on Facebook as well. You can reach me in Messenger. Uh, and then, other than that, like I said, just really ask anyone um, that you. Thank you so much for that. Anyone that you know uh, in the Ruston area, they know how to find me and get in contact with me. Well, your final words today here on One Hundred Yards of Football. You want my final words? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> okay. Well, again, um, I just want to thank you guys for giving me an opportunity to tell a brief portion of my story. And I definitely hope um, that I have helped so someone, that I've inspired someone to um, to reach out and, um, you know, pull yourself out of whatever pit you're in. 
feeling sorry for yourself is not going to get it. Being angry at the world or angry at yourself is not going to get it. Forgive yourself, forgive others, anyone, you know, who's you feel like maybe set you back or kept you from reaching your goals. You have breath in your body. Um, you can do it. You can you can make a comeback and you can be on top. So forgive them, forgive yourself, move forward. And um, I'm just a phone call away if anyone you know wants any more information, even if you need help getting in school. If, if there's something I can do, I'm here for you. Thank you. I'd like to give special thanks to Mr. Logan Landers for making it happen today. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. To the, to the team of 100 Yards of Football, my man from Brooklyn, Brooklyn, New York, Ronnie Keebler. To the gentleman, Mr. Mark Bass, thank you. To the Atlanta Falcon, Florida State alum, Mr. Bobby Butler. To Mr. Jeremiah Long, I would not be where I'm at today without you believing in me, sir. And finally, to the gentleman who brought this very, very special guest to us today out of Ruston, Louisiana, Grandma, Louisiana, the great Jim Maryland, yes, Southern University grad. My final words is Vincent Turner today. I have a song that it usually brings tears to my eyes. I'm just going to tell you just like it is. Kevin LaVar, Your Destiny. It's one of the most powerful songs out there. And when I listen to this young lady's story, I got to tell y'all the words today. This is not a time to get distracted. Remember that first line. This is not a time to get off course. This is not a time to lose focus. You got work for the Lord. All I can say today, me being blue and white, don't nobody get upset. Phi Beta Sigma and this young lady is a Zeta. All I can say today, it's a blessing. Blue and white throughout the nation and throughout the world. Please listen to her story. Because it was her destiny. Kevin LaVar, the young man out of Washington, D.C., Y'all be blessed today here on 100 Yards of Football. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.